0: You are listening to the Mill Sunday School Podcast. Turn to Acts 17 in your actual paper Bibles or on your phones. Um, we are in the habit of Sunday School of not putting it up on the board just to encourage you to to look it up on your own and see the text and get, get that rhythm and practice going in your life of, of turning there and seeing it for yourself and being able to read context of the text. So... Acts 17, 10 through 12, a pretty random verse, but a verse that Brady Boyd and the big service is going to mention today because we're on a big series at Big Church called Acts, and so we're in Acts 17. And this verse I've always thought was kind of cool, and it says this, starting in verse 10, it says, um, uh, it's, it's Paul going from Thessalonica to Berea, and it says this, as soon as it was night, the believers sent Paul and Silas away to Berea. Everybody say Berea. Thank you. Upon arriving there, they went to the Jewish synagogue, and then this verse. Are you listening? Now, the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those of Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness and, what's it say? Examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. And as a result, many of them believed, as so uh, a number of prominent Greek women and many Greek men. So did you hear that? What were the Bereans known for? Studying the scriptures, examining them, looking, and they, and it says this line about like they were of more noble character than the Thessalonians because they actually studied the scriptures. So let's be Bereans, not Thessalonians. Cool. All right. With that, let's let's pray, and then I have a story for you. God, we thank you that that we as the Mill Sunday School um, can come before you and study your scriptures. We can. look more deeply into your word and theology and study who you are and who we are in light of what you've done for us on the cross. So God, we thank you and praise you this morning. And everybody screamed, amen. All right, so um, I want to tell you a story about a guy that was a little awkward. If he was wearing a name badge, it might say something like this, um... There's nothing wrong with awkward people. Everybody's. I'm a little awkward, and you know. But this guy was the perfect combination of awkward and intense, which is a deadly combination for meeting someone. But I was, I was, so this is years ago. I was about to go into seminary. It was the summer before I was going to start my master's degree and, and go to seminary. And so I was um, just in this time of being excited about school and education and getting books and going through Greek, uh, my Greek vocabulary cards. And I met this guy, the awkward, intense guy, um, after church. It was like a little meet and greet. And he was awkward and intense. And we were just like, what do you do? What do you do? Uh, Blah, blah, blah. Making small talk. And I said, well, I'm about to go to seminary. And he just like stopped. And he grabbed my arm. And he said, don't go to seminary. And then he said what is usually like said as a joke. But he said it with like dead serious, like staring at my eyes. And he said, said, seminary is more like cemetery. (laughs) Have you heard that joke before? It's not even that funny but anyways he said it and I just remember the intense look of his eyes like ah and and he said you'll die there and I was like <laughs> I'm sorry what Um, and he meant, and he he went on to say, you will lose your faith if you go to seminary. If you study theology, you will, you know, you'll just be up in some library studying and you won't go and do your faith. In fact, you'll lose your faith. You won't believe in God anymore after you, you study at a seminary, which by the way, I, I ended up studying at seminary and I didn't lose my faith. So that guy was wrong. The awkward, intense guy was wrong. Um, but I just remember that conversation going back and forth. He was just so, not that he was not educated, but he was anti-education. This idea that if you study God or the Bible in a deep way, that, that's a bad thing. That's wrong. And, and in some ways, it reminded me of the cover of your, your notes for today, which is why I put that on. In case you, you came in and were looking at the notes, it's, it's this guy. Is that funny or not funny? Just, it's, it's supposed to be funny because the morons is spelled wrong, right? You see why that's funny? So if you came in, you're like, uh, are, you, are you calling me a moron? No, I'm not calling anybody a moron. I'm, I'm just saying that this idea, and here's what, this, hopefully you'll get this, this idea that without education, you can end up like, and we don't know this guy, he could be a very brilliant guy and just made one spelling error, and now this picture is all over the internet. It, people have it in like different, so he's like standing on the moon getting, get a brain, moron. Um, but, anyways, uh, so we don't know. We don't know this guy. I'm not making fun of this guy. It, just the idea of this guy that he's out. Um, I imagine. I don't. I don't know the whole background of this story. Um, but he's at some like he's like protesting something. And so here he is um, protesting somebody else and telling them to get a brain. But then he misspells the word moron. And says, so get a brain, morans. Um, and, and so obviously he's doing more damage than good. And so I'm, I'm not calling any of us morons, but this idea that we as Christians need to be careful of. Here's here's the big point here. That we, if we just, just go, just like, just go, man. Just go, do what you do. Um, it, don't get any education. You don't need that. You don't need to study. You don't need to think about God. You don't need the Bible. You just need to go and do. I think that sometimes we could fall under this category of potentially doing more damage than good. And maybe you've seen that in the lives of uh, Christians who are just all about passion, all about the go, but it's just like, guys, you're doing more damage than good. Maybe something like this guy holding a sign is like, he's damaging his cause more than anything else. So we have this balance between education, theology, and the going and the doing. The knowing and and the doing. And it has to come together. Uh, We can't have one without the other. And there is some legitimacy in someone saying, just go. You know, go. We do, as Christians, sometimes huddle up and and talk about it more than we go do it. We're all guilty of that. But I think that the the other side of just going and doing without gathering together and thinking through and studying is also damaging. And so there's a balance. And and this guy uh, maybe says it really well. Maybe says it too intensely. It's the sweet quote of the day. Maximus the Confessor, that's a sweet name, uh, lived in like the 500s. Uh, one of these theologians that's known for, he was kind of like the Greek father of theology uh, of the, the, the early church, one of them. And he just said that theology without practice is the theology of demons. Ooh, that hurts, ouch. So may we never practice, may we never study theology or talk about theology as if we're not going to go do anything, as if we're not going to put it into practice. Because as he put it so bluntly, the theology without practice is is the theology of demons. And so may we never do that. So welcome to the Mill Sunday School. If you're new uh, I think there's some cards on your table. They look like that. If you want to fill it out, you can bring it uh, to the people in the back as you leave. We have a welcome CD for you. I see lots of new faces, so this might apply to a lot of you. Um, it, it shows you how to get... Uh, the, the CD is like a welcome from our pastor on Friday nights, Daniel Grothy. And um, it, there's a worship song by Aaron Wagner. He's in the back, and it's a pretty good song. And and so it's a gift for you just to get an idea of what the mill is more about and connect you... The, by the way we have a service on a friday night which is our main service and then the mill sunday school is more of just like a gathering of nerds that like to go deeper into cool things like theology and the bible right right okay and i mean nerd in the most best the most best way if anyways So, uh, welcome to Sunday School. Uh, If if anyone was here last week and you came, sorry, we we did take our leadership retreat. I won't make you raise your hand if you came last week and realized that we weren't here. Um, Sorry, you didn't catch the announcement. But uh, that's where we were in case you were wondering. And so we're back now for for a long time. I think we'll take off a week in Christmas or something, but so keep coming every week. And we are on this series as the Mill Sunday School uh, of studying systematic theology, which is going to carry us into nine months of doing systematic theology. And it'll be broken up in such a way that you can, you can. Um, it's not like you have to be at all of them to, to understand what's going on. Systematic theology is broken up in such a way that, that there, there's these topics, which we'll talk about today. So um, <clears throat> this book, It kind of is one of our beginning points. Um, If you want to get it, uh, you certainly can. And read it. I gave you, I told you, uh, some of you told me that you were going to get it uh, and read it. and And I'm happy for that. And I told you that I would buy you an ice cream. I'm going to up the ante and say that if you get this book and read it, I will buy you ice cream and lunch pretty cool. We could like gather around and chat about it like a bunch of nerds. And it's a really good book. Um, It's not just um, a book that I would assign that's not very meaningful. It's very meaningful for me. I remember first reading this book and thinking, yes, who needs theology? We all do because we are all theologians. And the first chapter of this book is everyone is a theologian. And and he makes this argument that that even non-believers, even atheists, are theologians in a way because they have thoughts about God. They think about who he is, or namely, atheists would be think about how he doesn't exist. And to give them credit, I, I do know a lot of atheists that, that think about God or his non-existence more than a lot of lukewarm Christians think about God. So anyways, um, he says everyone's a theologian. So it's really just a matter of what kind of theologian are you? Are you a good theologian or are you a bad theologian? And if you would want to read the first chapter, I made some copies of the first chapter of the book, which by the way, copyright laws, they, they never tell you what you can do. They always tell you what you can't do. But you can, I found out, make copies of, of a book if it's less than 10% for educational purposes. So if you want to read the first chapter of the book and not buy it, the rest of it, uh, or maybe this will just get you excited about buying the rest of it, you can come get one of these later. Anyways, so, if everyone's a theologian, then we all have questions about who God is, or wh- who we are, or the Bible. And so, if we all have questions, um, how do we organize these questions? And, and that is going to be why we are doing theology in a systematic way. So, I have a discussion question for you. Are you ready for a discussion question to chit-chat amongst your, your fellow friends? Um, so I would love for you to get into groups. If your group is small, then get into a bigger group because the more the merrier. And um, I want you to, it's, it's a little cheesy, but hopefully it'll be fun. Come up with a team name for your table. That sounds fun, doesn't it? Like some cheesy Bible name. How cool would that be? So um, come up with a team name. Don't spend too long on it. But I, I do want you to come up with any kind of question, an interesting and relevant. So it has to be relevant. It can't just be some random question that's silly. It's like, will make it relevant as well. Come up with an interesting and relevant question concerning theology at your table. And one more, one more uh, rule or one more um, request is that on your table is three by five cards. Write down both your team name and your question on the three by, three by five card, and then we're going to pass them in. I'm going to read them. You cool? All right, get into bigger groups. Ready, get set, go. All right, are you uh, done? I heard a lot of good team names. Uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll announce some of them when I get the cards. So if you're done, uh, would you hold up your card? Would, would some of our leaders grab uh, the cards, bring them up here. I'm going to get them, and then I'm going to hold on to them for a second. And then what we're going to do is all we're doing today, and you might just be like, that's all we're doing today? All we're doing today is we're going to classify and order these questions, and we're not yet going to answer any of them. Doesn't that sound like fun? It's, yeah, it'll be weird, but uh, it won't be weird. You'll see where we're going with this. Um, so we're, we're getting the cards. And, and what I think will happen is that every single one of your questions, no matter how random, um, as long as it's a question concerning theology and its, it's relevance and... Um, so some amount relevant, we will be able to classify these questions into a system. And what that system will do for us is as we put questions in, the, in, a, in a pile, we could say things generally that will answer things more foundationally as we go through the questions. Does that make any sense? Probably not, but you'll, you'll see in a second what I'm talking about. And so if you're taking notes, um, I'm going to briefly uh, kind of review, and this is reviewed from like two weeks ago, the, the system of systematic theology. And so here is the order very quickly. If you're taking notes, there's nine points, which, by the way, we're, we're doing Sunday school in nine months, starting now, of systematic theology. Any coincidence? No. Thanks. Sweet. All right. We've got all these cards. That's, oh, thank you, Nate. Appreciate it. Um, so... The system of systematic theology. Are you ready for this? Nine things very quickly if you're writing them down. Um, there's three kind of movements of systematic theology. In fact, if you ever go to Bible school or seminary, um, usually you have to take three semesters of systematic theology and they they break it up, and it's always in this order. The order is the system of systematic theology, and you'll begin to see this order everywhere. And I don't think I'll get to, that's the last point of the notes today, but I don't think we'll get there today. We'll talk about that more uh, next time. But here is the order. Are you ready? Okay, so you begin with introductions, and if you wanted the big fancy name for that, you would call it prolegomena. Everybody. Prolegomena. It's kind of fun to say. And it just means what are you going to say before you say? It? You introduce the subject. So that, my friends, is what we're doing all this month. We're kind of introducing where we're going and the system of systematic theology. And after you introduce it, we talk about theology proper, meaning the study of God, the Trinity, who he is, his awesomeness, his infiniteness, um, his characteristics, his attributes that we believe about God because it says so in the Bible and we could see the world and he's created and we realize how awesome and infinite we think it is and so how much more awesome and infinite the creator of the world must be. So that's the second one. And so the third one would be cre- creation, what God has made. And so the next one would be anthropology. Not that weird little store in the mall that sells weird things like a thrift store, but cool. Um, but the study of... Man or humanity, yes. And so and so. sometimes humanity is placed under creation because we obviously are a creation of God. Um, but it's this order. Can, can you kind of see the order? Can you feel it? As we talk about theology a whole bunch these next few months, you'll be able to feel it. You'll say, yeah, the order flows. Of course you would introduce things. And then, of course, you'd first start talking about God and then what he's made and then humans. And then after that, you would talk about, well, humanity is sinful, so... We need Christ, who is also actually a fully human and fully God at the same time. So we talk about Christology, the study of Jesus Christ, who he was, his nature, his divinity, uh, what he did. Um, And so we'll be talking about that later. And so if you're, if you're looking at, on all the tables are these bookmarks of, of what we're going to be talking about the next nine months. You realize that we're going to follow the order of systematic theology in, in the months. And so we'll be talking about Christology. What month do we talk about Christology? Is this say on there? Anybody? May? I hear like lots of mumbling. Anyways, it's there. Somebody just say it. What month? January. Thank you. Gosh. Anyways. Uh, January, we're talking about Christology. Next, soteriology, the study of salvation, how salvation works, what, what does it require for us to have salvation by God uh, and through God and what God did for us. Um, and then number seven, pneumatology. That's a fun word to say, everybody. Pneumatology uh, literally means the study of the spirit or the wind or the air, which which in the Greek, uh, this idea of the Holy Spirit is kind of represented uh, analogically. And as an analogy of the wind. So study the Holy Spirit. Uh, so that'd be January, February, March. And then number eight is ecclesiology, the study of the church. And then eschatology, the study of the end times and afterlife, heaven and hell. Um, and so there it is. Look at it. Just look at it. Would you look at it? Just look at it. Would you, would you look at that? But seriously, that's the order. So anytime someone says, I'm doing systematic theology as compared to other types of of doing theology, and there's other types, they are talking about doing it in this order, this system. And by the way, it's been around a long time, since like before the medieval uh, uh, period of Christianity. Um, You could say that uh, it was around in the very early church, and we'll talk about that more next week when we talk about this idea of the system is everywhere if you start looking for it. But what it really is is like, um, I, I gave this analogy last time, it's like drawers, and putting things into drawers, and it makes sense. I mean, whenever you start studying something, um, you usually learn the classifications of what's going on. Like if you're studying biology, you would learn the classification system of all of life, the kingdom, phyla, species, uh, stuff. You would learn that different animals go into different categories, and that's helpful to compare and contrast and say things foundationally about the bigger drawer that you're in. And so, let's look at some of these questions. I'll shuffle them because we might not get to all of them. And I want to be random about which which ones we do get to, for fairness sake. Because I know you want your team name read and your question read. We all do. And so, what I'm going to do is, uh, let's see. For some reason, I have the the bookmark on there. Like, yeah, this is what we're talking about. Uh, I think I'll put the order back up there. So, there's the order. So, my theory is that every one of these questions will fit into one of these categories. And, and why would we do that? Why would we organize it? Well, because we're studying something as huge as God himself and, and what we can know about him and all of creation and salvation. And so let's at least start by organizing things. Let's at least start by saying, okay, here's what we do know about theology, God, that he's triune, that he's awesome, that he's infinite. And then out of that, we can answer maybe some of these questions. So unfortunately, we're not going to answer any of these today. But uh, we will, I'm going to hold on to these and hopefully not lose them. And hopefully when we get to like January, Christology, uh, any of the questions in here that are about Christology, I'll re-pull it out and say, look, remember your team name and remember your question? Let's answer it today because now is the time where we've already said some foundational things about who Christ is. And out of that, the answer may come very easy. Cool? It makes sense what we're doing here? Okay. So uh, the first question, um, the Bible thumpers. Great name. <laughs> Did Christ know the whole time when he was on the earth that he would be crucified? So we're not answering the question. It would just go into which one? Christology. Number five. Yeah. Uh, let's see. This one is temology. Is that You guys? That's good. Outside of the Bible, what evidence is there that we have for life after death, heaven, hell? How can, and then this question, great question. How can a loving God send people to an eternity in hell? So we're not answering it, but where would it go? Eschatology, number nine. Um, This one is, uh, (laughs) the team name is taxes speak louder than words. Mm. It's deep. Do theologians all have the same religion? Interesting question. It would go, if you're like, yeah, where would that go? That would go into prolegomena. The introductions, like what is a theologian, kind of like what we're doing this month. And and I think there's still two more Sundays this month, so we will get to this question. Great question. Uh, And then uh, the ninjas for Christ, (laughs) great team name, Uh, sovereignty versus free will. So where would that go? They're probably specifically talking, if, if they're specifically asking about uh, salvation and are we freely, do we freely get salvation by our free will or does God predestine and choose us, then it would go under number six. Yeah, but if it, maybe if it's more about like life in general and, and your will versus God's will, then maybe it could be number four as well, depending on, on where we go with that. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> this one is T-W-A-C-A, an acronym for a table without a cool acronym. <laughs> Geniuses. Uh, what does the Bible say about how we vote for in the coming elections? Ooh. Where do you think? I think this would be maybe some part of anthropology and like who we all are as humanity and maybe how the government works. Um, It could also, I've seen, uh, we could end up talking about it maybe in ecclesiology, the study of the church, like how should we as the church vote in America and and how does that work? What's the kingdom of God and and how, how does that work for politics? And so ecclesiology. Cool? Is this fun or weird? It's fun. It's awesome. Okay, we'll keep doing it. Uh, let's see how much. Yeah, we, have, we got a little time. Okay, this one's, this one's the Razorback Row Christians. The Razorback Row Christians. Get it? That's genius. Does God allow or cause bad things to happen? Great question. Can Satan act outside the will of God's control? So if we're talking about Satan, we would t- talk about Satan under pro- maybe creation. What God has made, because we would say that Satan was a creation of God, and then maybe we could talk about, well, him and the demons, they went wrong somewhere. Um, But this question, the the first one is is deeper. Um, Does God allow or cause bad things to happen? And it's usually under um, anthropology or creation where we would talk about the problem of evil. Like this question of, if God is good and all-powerful, then why is there evil? Like, did God create evil? Where did it come from then? So that would, we would categorize it under creation or anthropology. Make sense? Yeah, easy peasy. Um, Team name, are you witty? It's good. What is the bibliogal, what is the, maybe just biblical, what is the biblical argument for predestination? Great question. It's very similar to the other question about free will and sovereignty. I would say number six, soteriology, about being predestined. Awesome, um, team blue. It's a good name. Maybe they're all wearing blue. That'd be cool. Did Jesus heal and perform miracles from the power of the Holy Spirit or from His own power as the second person of the Trinity? Excellent question. Where would it go? Obviously, Christology, number five. So we got a lot. So far, we have a lot of Christology. Creation, anthropology, and and an eschatology question. Um, Let's see. The hungry, happy hippos. It's a good name. What is the difference between hell and Hades? Great question. Where would it go? Eschatology, the study of the end times and afterlife. Um, (laughs) Let's see. The genius bar. That's a good name. It's like the apple, the genius. Anyways, I get it where's that table? That's a good table name. Yeah, you guys. But, um, is How is God relevant to life, culture, and society? Excellent, excellent question. I would put that under theology, number two. Um, the three wise women is the next team. That sounds like a good team name. Hopefully there's not a guy at the table. Um, and then what's the difference between relative and objective truth? Excellent question. We would put that under probably prolegomena and like our starting point and where we begin and introductions as Christians. We'd say, okay, as Christians, we believe that there is truth, and from there, that, and, and that we can know something about that truth, and then go from there. So uh, I, I still have a whole bunch more. Um, if I didn't get to your question, sorry, but but we I'll look at these and then bring them back up um, potentially if it's like eschatology months from now, and then read that question. You'd be like, oh yeah, I was on that team. We were the hungry, happy hippos or something. And, and then you'll feel good and, and you'll be remembered and you it, go down to history as geniuses. Cool? Cool. All right. So actually, we have time. We have time for a few more because all I have, let's, do you want to do a few more or no? Okay. I just threw them sporadically. Okay. Because I was thinking, uh, there's not too much more of this lesson. I have a video clip and I was going to talk about uh, a big book, but we have time. Um, let's see. Team Habakkuk you guys. Are you guys with Team Habakkuk too? There's two Team Habakkuk's? Well, you guys should fight afterwards as to who is the real Team Habakkuk. What a random name for there to be two of you. Anyways, this one says, if the Holy Spirit is with you as soon as you confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, why do Christians fall away if we can't do this ourselves? And the only Holy Spirit power can do this through us. So a couple things going on here. Maybe a salvation question um, as it pertains to why do Christians fall away? But then it does seem like a Holy Spirit question, which would be number seven, pneumatology. So maybe both. Maybe there's two parts of this question and we would categorize each part. Um, Let's see, what else? Um, uh, (laughs) The revelations. It's a good name. And then it's, why is a computer so stupid to look up things? I think that go, that might go back to the original like make sure your question is relevant to theology <clears throat> so i, I don 't know i don't know it, it maybe if we 're going to take it seriously, maybe you th- thought it was serious too. We would say something about like anthropology and how humans um, uh, pass on knowledge and and how we do that and and that 's kind of cool so yeah i 'll take it seriously. Um, <laughs> This, uh, let's see, this question is from the Hamites. Interesting. Um, And and can people who have never heard about the Bible, although still living a God-honoring life and believing in God, go to heaven? Outstanding question. I've had this question many times come through my head and I would put this under... Probably soteriology, number six. Outstanding. And we'll, we'll get to these questions. We'll bring them up when we get to soteriology. That would be January, February, I think. And, and we'll talk about it. And maybe we'll come to this conclusion. Uh, maybe we'll come to conclusions. Maybe we'll ask more questions than we answer. Um, and that will be fun. But we'll, but we'll get there. And so, <clears throat> yeah. Team, um, team peace, not war. Good name. How was the order of the books of the Bible decided? Great question. I would put that under prolegomena, introductions, which which we, if we're introducing theology, we as Christians would have to say, okay, uh, what do we believe and why? And a lot of that would say, well, we do believe God has spoken through the books of the Bible. And then we could talk about, well, maybe one of the side questions would be, well, who decided what books and what order uh, do they go in? And that question would fall under number one, prolegomena. Only three more. I think unless I lost them when I threw them up here so haphazardly, I apologize. Um, And this team fighting mongoose. That's you guys. Um. If God is love and he loves everything he creates, does God love Satan? That's a good question. And I think I would put that under creation. Because we will talk about uh, angels and demons during creation. Which, by the way, I, I feel like I have to mention this every time. We misspelled the word angels on it. And so it says angles and demons. Sorry, I'm a Moran. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, the other team, Habakkuk, which it would be, you guys? Has your question been right? Okay, your question. Uh, how do we know that God exists? Great question. We could put that under prolegomena and, and make an argument about the existence of God and then from there say that God has revealed things. Or we could talk about uh, it in number two itself, theology, the study of God, and say, okay, one of the things we would like to know is uh, proofs for the existence of God. And by the way, I think we'll we'll probably do that maybe next time, talk about uh, proofs for the existence of God. So for us, it's going to fall under number one, um, prolegomena. Final question. Hopefully I didn't lose. If I lost your question, I'm so sorry. It's up here. I just, I lost it. It's here. Um, Name, Theologians Maximus. It's a good name. Uh, Interesting, relevant question. How do you explain Christian, how do Christians explain God's origins? Outstanding question. We would put that right into theology and say, okay, did God come from anywhere or was God always um, have no beginning? How do you explain that? Excellent question. We would put it under number two, theology. So do we cover everything? I don't know that we could, oh, I was thinking we, we covered all of them, except for maybe ecclesiology, except we did say that that one question about church and politics could go under ecclesiology. Um, and so we nailed them all, I think, if we, if we open up our minds and drawers and put things, these things in there. And so what's the purpose of all that? Okay. Well, okay. All we did today was had some questions. Did you answer them? No, you didn't answer. So I imagine you're in your car, you know, going home with your mom, or you, you get home and you're having some spaghettios, oh, spaghettios for lunch, and your mom says, so what did you talk about in, the, in uh, Sunday school today? And you're like, well, we asked a bunch of questions. Is like, cool. And, and the pastor answered them? No, he just organized them. It's like, sounds great. Keep going to Sunday school. But the system... So that's what we did, and we still have 15 minutes left. But but why? Why did we do that? Well, because I think if as we do systematic theology these next nine months, and and if this this lesson feels very lightweight, believe me, we will get into very deep, um, heavy. Um, topics as the months progress. But if, if, if each topic, as we get to it, we say, okay, here's what we know about, say, God. Here's what we know. Here's what the Bible says. Here's what we believe about it. Here's what we believe about him and who he is and the Trinity. Then some of the answers to these questions Will be no-brainers. It's like, oh, okay. So if we know this about God, and we believe this, then of course we did. We, this question just clearly. We've already foundationally said who God is. Therefore, we can easily answer these questions out of that out of that system of systematic theology. And so, why the system? Well, I, I found this really cool YouTube clip on on. <coughs> on YouTube. Um, and um, it took me all day. So if, if you don't appreciate this clip, well, just appreciate that I spent, for some reason, my computer wasn't working very well yesterday, and it took me three hours to take a clip from YouTube and put it into a keynote presentation. My wife and I thought there was like a demon of technology at our house, and it was just crazy. And we had, I, had, I did two weddings yesterday, which I've never done two weddings before. It was pretty sweet. Our friends uh, Aaron and Jason, who usually sit over there, they got married, Sunday schoolers. But they're not, they're not here. They're not here. They're, they're, honey, they're not there. They usually sit over there. So, so, but, but we clapped for them, and they'll listen to the podcast. We, we honor you guys. And then um, Adam, Flory, and Nicole, Adam used to be on Sunday School Leadership. He got married. So that's kind of cool. So why am I saying that? So yeah, So that's what I did yesterday, besides putting this video in there. And, and to just say that, guess what? Stick around Sunday School. You end up, you end up getting married sooner or later. <laughs> Anyways, where was I? Oh, yeah. Okay, I have a video clip to show you, and it took hours to put it into this presentation, so I hope it works. Gosh. Um, And it's of this guy that wrote this book. Uh, His name is Wayne Grudem. Look how thick this book is. Uh, The book is called Systematic Theology. Oh, I have a different cover. Interesting. Same book, though. Introduction to Bible Doctrine. And Wayne Grudem is a really cool theologian. Anybody ever heard the name Wayne Grudem? He's a pretty popular. So some hands, even though he's just a, a, a systematic theologian. Um, he does uh, um, have this influence on our world, especially at New Life. I know that Brady Boyd um, is, is a self-taught systematic theologian because Brady um, has read this entire book cover to cover. At least that's what I heard. Maybe it's just a rumor, but. Uh, Maybe I should should ask him. Um, Anyways, he has studied this book. Yeah, he told me once. Yeah, he said he read this book. Okay. So he's gone through this book and in an organized, systemized way, studied. And and guess what the order of this book is? The systematic theology order. So in the beginning uh, of the book is introductions. Then guess what comes next? Do you remember the, the order? God, yes. And then what comes next? Creation. And then what? Study of humanity. And then what? Christology or Christology, yep, and his is really connected with, uh, see, see, for some reason, and, and there is a reason, his, his Christ, he goes from Christology to pneumatology because he relates the two, and you can do that. If 're you're, if you're a systematic theologian you can change the order but there's usually a reason why you do it there's usually because the system has been around and so if you change the order and I've seen theologians start with eschatology and talk about how everything's going to end and be made new and so for them systematic theology starts with eschatology and so it's almost like a reverse order except like they, they, he goes to the order but just uses eschatology first I say that to say the pattern is still there there's just a reason why he switched around so then so this book follows The order almost to a T, except he includes uh, pneumatology with christology, and he has reasons for doing that. And a lot of that reason is um, and why he's so popular amongst us as new lifers is that Wayne Grudem is a a charismatic systematic theologian, and so that he believes that the gifts of the Holy Spirit have not ceased. That God is still healing people today and speaking. Uh, is, is, and we would we would honor that and that belief here at New Life Church. And so we like this guy as, as kind of a church, as a staff. Uh, we would talk about Wayne Grudem. What does Wayne Grudem say about this and that? And by the way, we don't have to agree with everything Wayne Grudem says. He just outlines it. And he says, here's what the Bible says about it. Let's organize it. Let's systemize it. Let's organize it in such a way that it's um, that it's simpler to read. So, without further ado, uh, here's Wayne Grudem himself um, talking about, kind of answering the question, why systematic theology? Cool.
1: Systematic theology is telling what the whole Bible says about any given topic. What does the whole Bible say about the deity of Christ or the humanity of Christ? What does the whole Bible say about sin or about prayer or about angels or demons or heaven or hell. Um, those are questions and many others that Christians are often interested in. And they, they look at the Bible and they say, wow, there's a lot of material here in the Old Testament and different parts of it and then the New Testament and different parts of the New Testament. How can I put it all together and find out what the Bible wants me to believe? And systematic theology um, is is really doing that. It's trying to take all the... Appropriate verses from different parts of the Bible, and uh, saying, "Well, here's what here's what a summary is of what God wants us to believe on this topic." Does the Bible contain a system of theology? Is a question that sometimes people ask. Well, I, I like to say that the Bible fits together and is consistent. It, it isn't contradictory because it's uh, it's written both by by human beings and by God, and. Uh, in God's mind, it all fits together and it's truthful and it makes sense. So in that sense, we could say uh, it, there is a system in that it's all internally consistent and the parts relate to, to each other, reinforce each other, never contradict each other. But because the Bible has so much uh, wisdom from God in it, um, the more we study it, the more we can discover more and more truth that uh, God has put there in his word. Yeah, sometimes people ask, well, why should I study... Topically different topics in the Bible, Study systematic theology, in other words. Why shouldn't I just read from Genesis all the way to the end, to Revelation, and then start again? Now, that's a good practice, and I, I do that, too, every day, reading a part of my Bible from the beginning and the, all the way to the end, some in the Old Testament and some in the New Testament. But there are times when you wonder now, now, what does the Bible say about uh, the second coming of Christ? And I'll tell you, if you start in Genesis and start reading, uh, it'll be a long time before you... Uh, Get to the parts that talk about the second coming. And then you've got a whole bunch of other questions. So I think in addition to just reading from beginning to end, it's good that Christians take some time aside and study the different topics that they're interested in. And uh, when they do that and put the different verses that talk about that together, uh, they're doing systematic theology. Bam! Don't you like Wayne Grudem? Yeah, he's a pretty cool dude. Yeah, round of applause
0: for Wayne. So, here's the order. This is systematic theology. This is what we're doing for the next nine months in an organized, systemized way, studying theology. And so, why did we ask questions and then just organize them? Because I I think that there's this idea that we have as Christians, just kind of Christianity in general, that theology is for the theologian. And we have this idea of like... Uh, a C.S. Lewis or a Wayne Grudem or a Carl Bart studying in a library, and that's all they do is just okay. That's for them. I don't even know where to begin. Well, now you do, and this this is what we're going to be doing for a long time in the Mill Sunday School, and I'm excited about it. I think that that this I just feel like Sunday School is about to take another step into um, another level of of, of going deeper here at New Life Church. And I think it's, I think it's well needed. I think for a long time, um, I hear this like, oh, I want to get fed more. I want to be challenged. I want to be discipled. I I want you to give me assignments. And so that's why, you know, like I printed off some copies of this chapter and I'll be impressed if you come up and get them. Even if you don't, you know, read it, you could just get it, at least impress me. Um, But, but I, this bigger idea of of just taking Sunday school and taking our approach to theology to another step. And so, if you hear me saying anything today, um, hear me saying that that in some ways we're, I think we're taking on this impossible, seemingly impossible task of studying all things theological. And just by organizing it, I hope that you leave here today thinking, okay, I, I might not know all the questions, about God. I might not know all the answers about God or they even begin to know what questions I should be asking. Uh, the idea of doing theology seems impossible. Don't even know where to begin. But maybe after today, it's like, okay, I, I can at least organize things and, and look at a chart and then take things one by one, open one drawer at a time and, and talk about who God is. And from that, that foundation of who he is, well, then how has he made us? And go through this order of systematic theology that's been passed down to us. Um, and so if you leave with this idea that, that you just feel, feel like you can do theology, well, then I will be very excited for our future. Together as the Mill Sunday School these next nine months, and so it's with that just bigger idea that let's let's just go before the Lord in prayer. And so, God, we we do tell you that. Um, God, we are interested in who you are and how you have made us and who Christ is and how salvation works and what you have for us in the end and after life. And God, we're, we're excited about who, what the church is and we're, we're willing and open to understand what you have for us um, and what you want to understand about who we are and, and, and the, our life on this earth. And so God, it's with open hearts and with open minds that we are open to you and your knowledge and so God, fill us as the Mill Sunday Schoolers with this, um, this, this just aw- awesome thing of, of studying who you are. Fill us up with your knowledge, Lord. God, we praise you. We love you. And, and we just are just in honor of, of you today. And so we love you, Jesus. And everybody said, amen. All right, well, we're ending a little early, so meet somebody, get some more Gatorade, and if you're going to big church, invite somebody to go with you. And by the way, there's a barbecue after the second service, so you'll be like free food. Cool? Cool. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Mill Sunday School podcast. You can find more information at www.themillonline.org.